0: So check it out. You scratch my back. I scratch your back. I need more reviews on Apple podcast and Spotify. I would love to get feedback from you guys. And so what I'm going to do in return is I'll be selecting random new reviews off those two podcast platforms every week and I'll be contacting you and we will be getting uh, on a 10 minute zoom call where you can ask me any questions about your business, the industry, whatever it is, I can help you problem solve. You've got me for 10 minutes. So please head on over to Apple podcast or Spotify, leave a review, screenshot your review, send it to me in a DM on Instagram at WTF Gym Talk, and I will be randomly selecting you guys. If you get selected, I'll hit you up on Instagram. We'll coordinate a time for the Zoom call, and I'm all yours for 10 minutes. Guys, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Head on over, leave a review. All right, on with the fucking show. What is up, guys? It is Stu, and it is another episode of the What the Fuck Gym Talk podcast. We are talking respect the tempo today, fitness, training, good shit like that. I'm literally, uh, I'm in the car right now, driving to get my DEXA scan. So a DEXA scan, for those of you guys not familiar, you're probably familiar with like an in-body scan, which is like a seven site, I believe, electronic impedance uh, test for body fat percentage. The DEXA scan is like, it's generally used for bone density. Generally like old people go there. Like when I, when I go to this clinic that does my DEXA scans, I'm the, I am the outlier in the waiting room. But uh, while it also is great at measuring bone density, it's also probably the most accurate body fat testing out there besides like um, hydrostatic water testing, right? Or maybe like, maybe even the bod, I think it's probably even more, I think it's more accurate than the bod pod, if any of you guys have ever used that with air displacement. Anyway, I go every six weeks, get my body fat measured, um, why? I don't know. I don't really have goals. I just, like, I'm curious, like, what's what's changing with my body with uh, this new style of training, my tempo training that I've embarked on after, you know, 15-plus uh, years of doing, you know, CrossFit? Uh, I don't know. I'm just curious, right? So, um, and I'm bored. So, curiosity, boredom, and, uh, yeah, that's, that's why I'm doing that. But anyway, while I'm on here, I want to talk about What I think is going to come back around full circle and not only, I think it's going to come around full circle in fitness classes, it'll be harder, but it's definitely going to come around full circle in people's like programming and like their own interest in fitness. Remember, everything in life is on a pendulum, right? It swings one way to one end of the spectrum, and then it kind of course corrects sometimes, and it comes back over to the far end of the spectrum, and that's life. Life is just a continuation of far ends of the spectrum, and those of us who recognize that try to rock out in the middle, right? I mean, whether it's presidential elections, blue or red, training styles, what kind of fashion is you know what kind of apparel and clothing is fashionable, everything kind of has these far end extremes, and when you you know you can't appreciate it until you probably get you know four, five, six or more decades into your life, you start recognizing those patterns. Well, one of those patterns I believe is the look at endurance-based training, longer duration efforts. Now, I believe when Greg Glassman came around and introduced everybody to uh, <coughs> Dr. Eshenmut Tabata's, you know, Tabata protocol and brought high intensity interval training to the forefront, even though Greg Glassman didn't invent HIT, he definitely made it the most popular, and that's all CrossFit essentially was: was just HIT style training in a much smarter fashion than how HIT style training had been being done. So with that, everything has been short quick explosive burst. The speed at which you complete a workout determines your fitness level. And I, I agree, I think for a very long period of time there was so much LSD, long, slow distance in modern pop fitness, in what regular people were doing. they just go for runs, you know, there wasn't any resistance training, all that. So I, I do, I believe that bringing people in and having them hit things hard and showing, you know, can you get your heart rate up to a max, you know, your max effort heart rate? you like your max anaerobic heart rate. I, I think that was 100% needed. And I think it's still needed. It's something I still do today. It's something I believe people should always continuously do. However, think about the sports and the endeavors and the recreational physical activity you will do as you age. Okay? I'm talking 50, 60, 70, 80. It's going to look like golf. It's going to look like pickleball or tennis. It's going to look like long walks with your spouse. It's going to look like, you know, gardening, right? These are long d- duration, aerobic, meaning with oxygen, lower intensity efforts. And I want to put an emphasis on the ER in lower Everyone, the second I, uh, I've been talking to a lot of people about my tempo training and a lot of people have heard me kind of talk about why I'm going up to two hours long in my workouts now. Like a single workout, start to finish, is two hours. Now, it's anyway, at a minimum, it's 60 minutes. It was, you know, it's averaging probably 90 minutes, but I'm going up to as far as two hours at two-ish, maybe three times a week right now. People are asking Why? And I mentioned, well, I, you know, I'm, I'm laying down why, and I'm talking about a lower intensity. And they're like, yeah, 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 but low intensity. I'm like, no, 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 not low intensity, fuckface, lower intensity. Yes, it is a lower intensity than 176 or 182 beats per minute. You know, whatever your max anaerobic heart rate is. Anaerobic being without oxygen, right? When you're like, you're fucking, you're gonna die, right? Now, those of you that continuously train and you end up like on the floor, back to the floor, dead upon arrival, I promise you, I fucking promise you, you would look better naked and actually be fitter in those anaerobic efforts if you included more longer duration shit. Now, not only for the the longevity of it, like I mentioned, like as I get older, I I realize my my physical nature is going to, you know, force me into you know, lower intensity, longer duration efforts. But it's also because the worst thing that could possibly happen to me right now, the worst thing is an injury, right? And I don't work out in fear ever. Like I'm never fearful I'm gonna tear something. I'm never fearful I'm gonna rip something. But I do know that if something occurred that was an injury and it wouldn't allow me to work out, that would make me so fucking upset. I work out 10 times a week, it is something I thoroughly have fallen back in love with and I enjoy to the same level that I enjoy business, and I have not had that in over a decade. I have not enjoyed my own fitness as much as I've enjoyed growing my business, growing other people's businesses in over a decade, and I finally have both of them back and it's I, I've never been happier ever like and more content and fulfilled in in all of that, so that would be literally the worst thing that could potentially happen to me is an injury. You guys know the reasons why I do tempo. You know the, you know why my movement selections are what they are if you've been paying attention to my Respect the Tempo account, I'm assuming, or maybe listen to the, the several Respect the Tempo podcast I've released on this. But long duration, think about it. All of us that are doing like high intensity fitness, CrossFit, the other side of the equation is some longer efforts. That's why everyone likes Murph still. Like, CrossFitters want to do that 12, or let's call it 9 to 12-minute, you know, Metcon really fucking hard. 20 minutes to them is like, oh, man, that's going to be tough. But then, like, a 40-minute Murph or an hour-long Murph is like, once a year, like, okay, yeah, that's cool. I mean, that's that's a suffer-fest. And here's what I'm saying is, like, you should be training at 40 minutes plus, an hour plus, a couple times a month at a minimum, in my opinion. Now, that could be something monostructural, going out for a run, getting on the rower and going ahead and be like, hey, I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna listen to a two-hour long Joe Rogan podcast on the rower or on the the Concept2 bike. Or I'm gonna go out and I'm gonna go hit some, um, you know, some 200-meter repeats for 45 minutes. Whatever the, I don't give a fuck, whatever it is. Or it could be I'm gonna do Stu's tempo training. Right, I'm gonna do my conditioning and my resistance training combined, and it's gonna last anywhere from 60 to 120 minutes. I believe that needs to be happening more often, and one of the reasons I've really enjoyed it is because I did like. And we all look at the endurance athletes, we're like, ugh, fuck that. I do not want to look like you, right? We we think about how uh, you know how anemic they look; they're not muscular. But then go look at guys like Nick Barr. Or is it Nick Bear? I think it's Barr. Go look up Nick Barr. B-A-R-R-E, I think, or B-A-R-E. He owns a supplement company, big YouTuber. He's a former military guy who runs marathons. I mean, he's fucking fast as shit. He's got endurance out the ass. He does Iron Man's 100-mile races. But he's also strong as a motherfucker. The dude walks around, at like I think, like 215 or so. Like just a shit brick house. You can have both. And I mean his he's got an entire programming model out there called the hybrid athlete. Um, he's a guy I'd love to sit down and interview about his unique belief in fitness. But like look at guys like that, and there's plenty of examples of them. You go to David Goggins, or you could look at other people that are that have a good amount of muscle on their frame and great aerobic capacity. Look what Chris Henshaw, the legendary aerobic coach, did for Jason Kalipa. I mean He got Jason doing the Yasso 800s, which you've never done Yasso's, which I've done once in my life. It is 10 800-meter runs at a one-to-one work-to-rest ratio. And then you take those numbers, and it's going to give you, and you move the decimal point. So let's say you're, you know, I think Jason, if I remember correctly, was doing that in like three minutes and two seconds, right, on average across those 10. So that means he would be predicted to do a three-hour, to you know, uh, a three-hour um, two-minute um, marathon, which is fucking insane for a guy Jason's size. So, again, endurance work is one hundred percent. It's I think it's only frowned upon by those who are just kind of like they you know, you're like the early aid, you're like the early adopter crossfitter, but you got to the party way late. late. Like, you're like, no, things have got to be high intensity, blah, blah. I'm like, bro, you should have been around in 2006, like when we were all screaming that and we were all pretty accurate with it because nobody was doing any, like everyone was only doing endurance work. Nobody was doing high intensity work. But you're sitting here and going into 2023, still like shitting on endurance work. It's just like, oh my God, like you, it's like you You missed it. You just got here. This is all new to you, which I completely understand. But you got to understand, like, this whole high intensity thing, this CrossFit thing has evolved. And it's gotten so much more sophisticated by those that are willing to continue to explore versus, you know, doing what they've always done in dogma. I'm a big fan. So let me talk a little bit about like the, how I'm, you know, how I've been thinking about these long durations. So if you go and you just research, you know, guys like, uh, you know, Phil Maffetone, or I think I should, Dr. Phil Maffetone, if you're not familiar with him, he's like, again, another legendary, one of these endurance coaches, um, he would train like world-class triathletes. Okay. And. He came up with like the Maffetone method, which essentially is coming up with your max aerobic heart rate. And he called it like the 180 formula. So there's your max aerobic heart rate and then your max anaerobic heart rate. Most of us have determined our max anaerobic heart rate by taking 220 and subtracting our age. And that's essentially what in theory would be your max anaerobic heart rate, so for me. 220 minus 36 years old, I'm um, uh, carry it at 184. 184? 183. Let's go with the first, 184, okay? So 184 beats per minute would be, in theory, my maximum anaerobic heart rate. Now, the 180 method, or the Maffetone method for de- uh, determining your maximum aerobic heart rate would essentially take 180 instead of 220, take 180 and subtract your age. So if I go ahead and I take 180 and then I subtract 36, I need a calculator, Uh, 186, 140, 144. So 140, I'm not great at math, okay? 144 would be my max aerobic heart rate. So with the Maffetone method, I'm essentially looking to adjust my heart rate in these longer duration workouts and try to stay around that 144 beats per minute. Now there's other things with the 180 method. I'm not I'm not an expert in it. I'm not going deep into it, but I know they have other like if you haven't been training and you're maybe you're dealing with an injury and it's been a you know you're deconditioned, you need to go ahead and subtract another 10 um you know, if you've been uh, competing like at a high level, you can go ahead and you can add five beats per minute. So I would, you know, instead of 10, you'd subtract by five. Um, or I'm sorry, instead of uh, um, 180 minus your age, you'd go to 185 minus your age. But anyway, you, bottom line is go look it up 180 method, fill Maffetone and that's M A F F E T O N E. Yeah, Maffetone. So, that's where I've been kind of thinking about my shit, like around 120. But with tempo training, what's interesting is I dabble in high-intensity bouts and then lower, lower-intensity bouts in a given two-hour workout. So I might go ahead and go out for a 5K run, okay? And that 5K run might take me 20 minutes, all right? So let's say it takes me 20 minutes. I come in, and then maybe I'm going through six sets of an upper body, a lower body, a midline uh, piece. And sometimes those are standalone movements, meaning there's one upper body, one lower body, one midline. Sometimes they're supersetted, where there's me two upper body, two lower body, two midline, right? It could be any combination. It could be three supersets. It could be drop sets. It could be clusters. It could be whatever. And I, I'll do a period of work there. I'm generally doing two to one resistance training to conditioning. So if I do 20 minutes of conditioning work, like that 5K, and then I come in, I'm generally trying to get those six sets or however many sets done in around 40 minutes. I'm trying to have 40 minutes of resistance training, twice the amount of time I spent on the monostructural conditioning piece. Then from there, I'm back out. Now I might decrease, maybe I'm doing a 5K on the first set, and then I come in and do my two to one resistance training And then on the way out, maybe I'm going out, maybe I'm doing another 5K. I don't know. Maybe I'm doing a a 3K, right? Maybe I'm going and doing uh, intervals on the echo bike for, you know, uh, 10 minutes and I'm going in like intense. I'm going 30 seconds hard, a minute of recovery for 10 minutes, but I'm really hitting that hard. I mean, I'm going deep into the pain cave. So like my, again, I don't, you know, my conditioning will always vary. It's never the same thing. It's always changing. It's whatever I feel like doing that day. But then i get off that second conditioning element and I go back into another 40 minutes or so, um, or whatever's left on the clock in resistance training. And I always do, I like to have my shit time, like time, uh, limited. I like to having time domain, um, determined workouts. So like 120 minutes, that's all I'm working out for. I don't care if I'm in the middle of shit, you know, I need to go, I should complete that round. Like I always stop there. And generally, I, I, I'm smart enough and I know my body and I've been programming workouts for over a decade. I'm able to dial this in almost completely accurately so that I, I get what I need in and I don't like have a half round or anything like that. But, you know, the nice, your tempo training obviously slows you down. It is lower intensity, kinda, but if you've ever moved something really fucking heavy at long time under tension domains, you know... Uh, A heavy back squat going down in five seconds, holding for three and up in five seconds. Fuck your life. Just absolutely just gnarly, right? Um, But anyway, so like that's, you know, I'm looking, but I'm doing these longer duration ones. And what I like about it for me personally, it allows me to kind of get into a groove. Um, I really like, I generally don't like build up to my working sets before a two hour workout like that or a 90 minute workout. I warm up with something light to medium and then I build upon the load as needed throughout the workout. So every set might get a little bit heavier depending on how I'm feeling or depending if it's being supersetted with something after it and I feel like, okay, if I keep adding the weight here, is that gonna fuck up the superset, the movement directly behind this? And you know, I kind of play it by ear. But I do, I think we're gonna see more people incorporate some endurance-based shit into their workouts. A, because it's the thing we're not doing. Just like we're not doing tempo, so that naturally the thing we have the inclination to lean towards is the new challenging thing. And while tempo and endurance work is not new by any stretch of imagination, it is not popular right now. Meaning we are not all doing it as often as we're doing high intensity, low time under tension. So that's the pendulum. It's going to swing back over the other way. And I, I truly believe that there's, you know, again, you keep going at a hundred miles an hour forever with low time under tension, not developing any structural strength in your tendons, um, you know, proficiency in, in the different portions of the movement. You're going to get fucked up. It's Garen goddamn team. All right, guys, I'm i uh, I'm here. I'm gonna go get Dexa scan. Let's see how fat I am uh, until I talk to you in the next podcast. Have a great fucking day.